Hi, I'm Denise Mira, author of No Ordinary Child, Unlocking the Leader Within Your Child. Welcome to the No Ordinary Child podcast. I am passionate about empowering parents to unlock the inestimable potential of their children. Thanks for joining us today. a very special guest today, my own daughter-in-law, Melissa Mira. If you've listened to other of my podcasts, you have already been introduced to her. But just in case you haven't, Melissa, if you can just share a little bit about your life and uh, season in life right now, that would be awesome. I would love to. Yes, I am. My name is Melissa, and I am raising two girls busy in the Pacific Northwest along with my husband. We are a homeschool family um, who are also finding ourselves quarantine schooling (laughs) these days, Um, but we are a busy family. My oldest daughter is about to be 10, and my youngest is going to be six, and my husband is an entrepreneur, and so that brings um, all kinds of adventures and fun and busyness for our family as well. But we are just loving the stage of life that we're in with our kids and um, just really enjoying our unique and, and freedom lifestyle-driven homeschool life um, in the stage that we're in right now. I love it, and I love uh, being along for the ride and being geographically close to to get a bird's eye view of your lives unfolding. It's a beautiful, beautiful journey. And, mm-hmm. But I know it's far from perfect because no life is perfect. No. <laughs> and I think it would be really fun today to talk up to you about um, all that's going on in our world and how it's affecting you. Because for those of you listening, you know that we are in week two of official mandatory home education. And, and I think that so many... Um, new homeschoolers who are just now experiencing this lifestyle, they think about people like you, Melissa, and they think, oh, piece of cake, she's got it made, no hiccups, no bumps. But I I think that it would uh, really be enlightening and helpful for those mamas out there who are just brand new at this. They've been thrown into the deep end without preparation or planning or you know, passion, passion, studying all about this, like so many homeschool moms do long before they be into homeschool. And I just thought it would be encouraging for them to hear your heart and kind of what you're facing as far as, you know, the changes and the challenges during the quarantine schooling. Yes. (laughs) Spring of 2020. Um, Because really, this is not typical homeschooling life uh, as we as we know it isn't, Melissa. Talk to us about that. No, it isn't, you know, and actually it's so funny because my initial, you know, some of my initial thoughts as I've been processing all of these changes um, to our lives as well is is almost feeling like, no, anyone who's going to taste, quote, homeschooling is going to think, there's no way I'm ever going to jump into this kind of life, you know, because this is horrible. And And it's been funny actually online, just noticing the different articles circulating around about homeschool families and everyone's kind of going, just so you know, this is not our typical life either. And we rely and value so much all of our extracurriculars and our co-ops and our community times and our sports and our YMCAs and, you know, all the things that so many other families um, enjoy too. So I think the whole world truly is feeling um, like we've shifted. And I don't, I, I mean, I, I have, 
you know, just been talking back and forth with lots of my fellow homeschool moms and we're all feeling it. We're all feeling like, man, you know, some of the routines and things and plans that we had in place are just feeling not right. And everyone's feeling a bit off and emotions are running high. And we've spent so much time dialoguing with our kids and other mamas about just all the disappointments and changes. And, you know, so it's definitely been a shakeup. And I think that homeschool families um, who've really relied on the support from our different ventures where our kids are getting enrichment fun. And, you know, we're, we're also feeling that lack of support and kind of more of a even greater chunks of time spent at home. So we're definitely navigating new territory too, for sure. Well, I remember when we were homeschooling and we, my friends and I would say, if we're homeschoolers, why are we never home? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Because, you know, the biggest question, if we were in the grocery store or, or out and about and at odd, you know, during school hours, quote unquote, and homeschooling was, was not as popular by far back then. And people would say, well, their first question, I mean, this was the majority of the time they would say, well, what about socialization? Like they, they pictured us isolated on lockdown. (laughs) Exactly. And and so, um, so I, I just, I think that's so important that people, because people, I think, I really believe this is, um, I know these are trying times in so many ways financially, and my heart is full of compassion and my prayers are with, um, with our nation and, you know, wages and small businesses and, but at the same time, I believe it's a very brief period of time, a, a holy pause, for lack of a better word. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, just, I just believe that mamas that might be listening right now are actually on week two, you know, they've gotten through the panic, they've gotten through the stress, they've mm-hmm. gotten through the broken pencils and the, and the frustrations, and they're actually kind of tasting this organic sort of uh, life in their thinking. They, they're, they're thinking about pivoting. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, maybe I want to do this. And, and so I want to assure you out there, Mama, if you are one of those hungry hearts just thinking, could this be our new lifestyle? Is God giving us a sign? Is this an interruption, you know, a divine disruption? Uh, socialization is never a problem <laughs> getting mm-hmm. friends and, and, and especially now I mean yeah. as I look at you Melissa in your life it's it's not what are we going to do it's what are we not going to do because there's so mm-hmm. many so many options mm-hmm. but you had uh, a few things that you had had jotted down that I thought were awesome um call you called them the three d's <laughs> of dealing on this crazy train and that first big d that you mentioned was disappointment in this time so talk to us about about that topic and how it's affecting your world and your kids and your homeschool journey yeah you know i think that was the first word that came to mind when i was going to just think of how i could describe you know this this season thus far for my family is just the initial, um, one of the first kind of contact communications we received about something that's just a part of our homeschool life, a community that we gather with that was, you know, it's been such a blessing. And we received the email, you know, that, oh, yikes, we're going to pause. And then as news kind of began to unfold, it was like, oh my gosh, it looks like we're going to be shut down for the rest of the year. And we all, you know, my my oldest daughter especially really started to feel the weight of disappointment and me too because I have so many precious friends that I look forward to seeing every week and I think that um 
you know, myself and my girls, along with my hubby, who has a different perspective on our homeschool life. But we, as girls, we really spent so much time just talking about all of our disappointments and all of the things that began to roll in through my inbox, my email inbox. This is closed and this is canceled. And we just kind of started seeing our our fun or our fun outside of our home kind of begin to unravel. And um, especially like you were saying, all this social fun all the myths surrounding homeschool life that there's no social interaction and no time with peers and all that, which is really so untrue. Um, I think that was the biggest hurt for my kids was that when are we going to see our friends and I'm going to miss seeing, you know, my baby cousins every week and just all the things, all the ways that we are fed through other human beings. And so I think, you know, as a family, we've definitely been logging our, you know, 50,000 words, just processing and, I think it's been really important for me as a mom um, to give my kids room to talk about their disappointment, even in the midst of listening to them and wanting to so badly, like make a quick fix, like, don't be sad and it's going to be okay. And we're going to get through this, but just giving them time to express themselves. And for me, I think I really consider that a privilege that my kids want to share what's happening inside their heads with me as their mom and their friend and, and me vice versa, you know, also getting to share that I'm disappointed too. And I get it. Um, and then getting, you know, able to move beyond that and, and move our conversations toward counting our blessings and how can we use this time, um, to benefit our family and grow. And, um, so yeah, that's definitely something that has been a big part of our initial discussions is just processing our disappointment. I love how you, how you perceive that and process that. I love that. I think that's so precious that it just builds that emotional connection. And I so hope um, women who are listening, who are feeling so much frustration, I hope they just don't stuff it and make their kids stuff it, but they really do talk it through. And I love that. And as, as a woman of God, as a woman of faith, um, there there's so much more to than what we can see with our five senses. And I love how you, how you were talking about, um, you, you know, coaching your kids towards success and, and how do you do that as a person of faith, as a Christian? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I, several weeks ago, I had listened to John Maxwell um, for anyone that doesn't know him. He's just a very influential, godly um leader leader and businessman you know that's making a global impact really um with his team and encouraging people to live um up to their potential you know to strive toward really big things to move beyond discouragement and all these other things but there's this podcast i listened to um that was all about courage and honestly i was incredibly grateful for the notes that came with that podcast because i found myself feeding on some really big things that he had shared about courage during that time that I was able to chat through with my girls. Um, just being, like you said, being a person of faith, you know, we draw from these deep, deep places in our lives that go so far beyond our circumstances when we face hard things and hard times. Um, and so I think one of the biggest things that I've been talking about with my girls is, you know, when we face really difficult things, are we going to have the courage to press through and press beyond it to what's on the other side? Because it's so easy for us when we're feeling all of the emotions, especially the negative ones, to just kind of sit and become a victim of our circumstances and, you know, wallow. And I know personally, 
you know, just from being in, in those dark places many times in my life, it feels really yucky. And I told my kids, I'm like, okay, you know, after we process our feeling, we can't stay here. We can't, you know, like we need to channel our Pollyanna. We need to play the glad game. <laughs> we need to do, we need to do whatever it takes to find our, our, find a way to propel ourselves into whatever the Lord has for us. And, you know, I, I think, being a, a godly, a woman who's trying my best to lean into everything that Jesus has for my life, um, which I know I am not doing perfectly and I'm striving to hear his voice every day, but it's just, it's that everyday reset. Like, Lord, what do you have for us during this time? Not even over the course of this big, huge chapter, but what do you have for us today? How can we stay positive? How can we express our gratitude for everything we have um, you know, my heart goes out to so many that are really, really struggling right now economically. You know, people are losing their jobs and their financial circumstances are very uncertain and stable. And so I think I've just really tried to coach my kids toward how do we mind this, you know, the field that we have right in front of us? How can we make the best and the most of what we have and trust trust God to help us when we feel weak and if we have a day that just felt like it was a complete flop, you know, how can we have the courage to try again tomorrow um, and just trust that he's going to sustain us in every way? Well, I love that. And I just, I know there's so many biblical stories we can share with our kids that, you know, when whether David was against Goliath with yep. you know, five stones and a sling, that's the first one that comes to mind. But so many that really become their truth when we share with, them and display our courage as we walk with them um, as in their younger years. Uh, and, and later on, that'll be a memory that we got through and that'll be their faith strengthened. And so I know you're doing that. I just know that's who you are. Mm -hmm. um, and you had also said that you lighten the mood with <laughs> cupcakes and cookie <laughs> baking, which I love. I just FaceTimed you guys the other day and sure enough, there was the uh, little girls in their aprons making cupcakes. And yes. that, it just blesses my heart so much. I remember um, an interview I saw with Celine Dion and, and she was saying how she just longed for a day baking cookies with her kids. And I, I think we can, we can get star starry eyed about celebrities and their wonderful lives and how everything's easy for them. But actually they crave the simple things that the homeschooling life, provides for us as we as we truly find the beauty in it and I know that might sound really um, cheesy but but I, I believe it with all my heart mm. the, the simplest things um, like baking together and laughing and giggling and getting flour on your face and it's just I, I just know you're good at that and I love that about you oh well I think sometimes we just it's like you could sometimes the atmosphere is so heavy that you could just slice it you know and so I know my temperament, I know everyone has a different, you know, temperament and way of perceiving things and processing their emotions. And so I know that really comes into play and in how each of us, you know, manage our difficulties and things. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, God's truth is speaks, you know, over everybody's temperaments and he's the plumb line, you know, for how we're supposed to live our lives. And all the wisdom in God's word about how we can press forward and how we can lighten the mood. And 
you know, all the truth that helps us to rise above how we feel um, and really face what's true. And so, you know, we were even joking about Pollyanna and playing the glad game and how it's like, you can turn any situation that seems Mm -hmm. dull or sad or, you know, um, just hopeless or whatever. And you can just, you start, you flip the script and you start, you know, just even confessing with your own mouth, all the things that we have to be thankful for. And sometimes that's, you know what, guys, I remembered I have a bag of chocolate chips. Let's be thankful. We have chocolate and we go make cookies, you know, <laughs> like whatever it takes to just lighten the mood and lift everybody's spirits. I think mamas and women, we, we hold such power, um, with the energy of our households. And it doesn't mean that we have to fake how we're feeling, but man, you know, we really are in so many ways along with our hubbies, we're driving the car and we're directing it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just, we hold so much power to help drive our kids in the right directions with the things that we say and the words we confess. And so, it's so true. Maybe if you're listening, it's time for a reset on that because that is so incredibly powerful a principle that just has been in my heart and life for as long as I can remember being a believer is that I I can never live as a victim ever, ever. I just have, have always held fast to God's word on that, that there's always something he's doing around the corner, something I can't see, something I can reach into his heavenly realm and pull down for me and my family. And uh, that yeah. scripture, a wise woman builds her home, but the foolish one tears it down. And I think so often we we can tear it down with our own mouth, our negative talk, our rehearsing negativity. Um, we live in a very gray, gloomy cl- climate here um, in the practical sense in the Seattle area. And so last week on our first week of mandatory quarantine, it was sunny and gorgeous and we're all, our hearts are singing and we're leaping out the door. And this week I, I stepped my toe out the door and I'm like, I'm like a puppy that doesn't want to go out. Yes. Like, no, oh my gosh. No, I can't do it. How are you guys doing that? Are you just, are you just bundling up and going for it or? Yes. No, we, you know, we, uh, we've had a couple of random sun breaks, which has been such a blessing, you know, in between the rain. And so we've tried to get outside and take advantage of that. Um, but it is true. The clouds bring more of a challenge. I just think anyone who lives in the Pacific Northwest, even if you are a sunshiny person, it is, it is a challenge. We are, it just yeah, is. We're building grit. We're like, we, we have Yep. muscle. I just believe that because we defy our yes. circumstances and we determine to make the best of it. Um, yes. So that's awesome. But you had also mentioned um, another word that I know everybody can relate to because even I can relate to it is the word distraction. And you have a warning about distraction, the distraction of this entire COVID uh, coronavirus situation and the news and the fear and the Uh, all the voices Mm -hmm. and the noise online. And I think that's what you're referring to. Yes. I honestly, I, the first, you know, as all of this information was unfolding and, you know, everyone's kind of glued to their devices and mommy and daddy are, you know, talking about all the changes and the kids can feel the changes. And I, both my husband and I were just saying to one another, I feel so distracted. Like, what am I even doing with my day? What's the plan? What are we having for dinner? Do I even have meat defrosted for what I was going to make? Just your mind is kind of being all out of sorts. And I think that with all of the drama, um, you know, unfolding with just media reports and all the things that we can read and 
focus on and all the just the different news stories and social media articles being shared. And it, it honestly, I was incredibly overwhelmed several days where I was like, you know what? I have to draw a personal boundary line because the distraction is eating into my potential in terms of what we could do with our day, um, expanding my family, my life, my own personal growth. The COVID-19 is going to be here tomorrow. You know, it's not going away. I need to unplug from all the noise and really focus on, you know, what's, what, what I want the heart of this time to be for my family. Um, you know, how can I feed into my relationship and friendship with my kids today? Just getting my mind, I think, back around the main thing, which is my family and my emotional and physical health. How am I making sure that stays, um, you know, in a maintain a, a certain balance with that and so that I'm staying healthy so I can transfer that energy to my kids? You know, just I don't know. I just think with this day and age, we are so blessed to have access to the web and all the information, but it can be such a burden too. Yeah. And so I think I've really just been asking the Lord to just help me to find a balance between staying informed, walking in wisdom, um, but then really just not letting that rob me of the most important thing, which right now is the three people in my house and just really wanting to sow the right seeds. Um, and the internet is just not that important at the end of the day. <laughs> So I love it. I feel like that is so freeing for so many people to hear that because it's really is universal and you're not alone. And it was that same feeling as if I had just moved to a new house and everything was in boxes and I was so disoriented. It was so bizarre. You're right. Time would like fly by. You're right. You're reading mm -hmm. by mail. Isn't that so interesting? So interesting. And you, you had said, um, st how, you, you just mentioned in there that you need to stay healthy. Practically, what does that look like um, in a typical day for you personally, Melissa, as a mama and a wife and a homeschooling mama in this time? Yeah, you know, I think um, I feel like I always refer to health as like a holistic approach, you know, mind, body and spirit. I so believe they're all connected. You can't really, you know, operate in, in one or feed one without wanting to feed all the other ones. I think there's a synergy that happens when you are feeding all three of those things. So for my mind, you know, it would be a daily um, meditation in God's word. You know, I really try hard. I've, I've worked hard to develop the habit and discipline of being in God's word. I think it's something that um, has looked different in different seasons of my life. And I feel like as I'm getting older and, and life has gotten harder, the more I almost depend on that daily time with the Lord. And sometimes it's short and sometimes it's able to be longer. Um, but that is definitely one thing that is really important to me. I definitely notice if I get off on that routine, you just feel a void in, in my personal being that I know can only be filled with God's truth. Um, and so that's something I've been trying to get up before my kids so that I can spend time in God's word um, so that I can just feel my own mental health. Mm -hmm before I meet my family in the day, but, um, my body, I'm trying to find a way to stay physically active. I was, um, using the stairs going up to my kid's room yesterday as my cardio for the day. I love it. <laughs> and you know, my hubby and I have had a gym routine for a while. And so with all the gyms and everything closing down, it was like, there was something actually in me that was like mad about that. Like not that the gym is being closed, but that my plan was getting derailed. And 
I, I hate the energy sometimes that comes at me in life. And I feel like I'm in competition with myself or something like I hate that something's trying to derail me one more time, you know, trying to throw me off my block. And so I, I feel like I kind of get my boxing gloves on and, and just, I just, you know, there's something that rises up in me that refuses to want to be defeated. And so, you know, we think, thankfully we have a treadmill in our garage. They've been dusting off the cobwebs from that and (laughs) utilizing that. And we've got some free weights and some resistance bands and things. And I have a personal, I have a program that I follow through an app that I love. So I've been trying to do that. And actually it's been fun. We've, um, when we did have sunshine, we were kind of doing some family workouts together outside, which was fun with my kids. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely been trying to move my body, trying to feed my mind with God's truth. And then some other just great books that are on personal growth that I've been reading through. And then, um, you know, I think my, my spirit and my mind are connected. So, I think continuing to read and learn and grow um, both with God's truth and then just so many things I'm studying right now, just trying to maintain those three things together to stay healthy. I love that. And that is so true. There's something about reading a quality book that to me, I just feel better about myself when I, when mm-hmm. and not only that, but I'm equipping myself and then it helps me in every other area. I love that. I, I love that people at least it seems to me, are thinking about books again. I think everyone's tired of scrolling. It's like they're playing they're playing a slot machine, just looking down their phone, waiting for the answer, yes. the answer, the answer, where's the answer? Because there's so many layers of news revolving around this whole thing. Uh, but you reminded me of a scripture out of Proverbs 31 that it says uh, that she's up before dawn, that's the mama, preparing breakfast for her family and organizing her day. And I've always seen that as there's an, another version says that she's uh, get, gathering portions for her family. And and for me, I absolutely agree. I could not, absolutely could not be the mother that my heart longed to be without getting that portion in the morning. Um, it For me, it had to be before everybody woke up. It had to kind of be, uh, for lack of a better word, it just centered me. It just anchored me. It just... And, and just in those portions for each of my children and my household. And I know that it was absolutely so, so uh, pivotal for me every day that, that I had that time. And of course, that's not a legalistic thing that, you know, for, if we don't do our religion, it was really a relationship with Jesus and crying out to him. Even in the middle of the day, I remember feeling like I was going to lose my mind. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. sure what to do next, or I needed an answer from God, or I, I was just feeling like I was losing ground. I was not in charge. I was weak. And I would just run into my bedroom, shut my door, mm-hmm. just fall on my knees and just beg God for, <laughs> for mm-hmm. everything I needed, those portions from heaven. And so that just is so resonates with me. And I, I, don't, I just don't want to ignore that because people can say, oh, I love what I see in your family. I love what I see in your girls. I love... Oh, I, you know, I want your life. But at the end of the day, I know that your life is hid with Christ and God. And that is your secret. Mm-hmm. That's your secret sauce. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that. And I, and I love that. And I just want to encourage anyone listening to not just discount that, not just, you know, dust that Bible off. And get, whether you're listening to the word in your ears while you're making breakfast, what, whatever it takes to get God's word in you, because he upholds all things by the power of his word. And that. That means mamas. He upholds us. He upholds our households, our marriages. 
we've got mm-hmm. to have God's word. And I love that. And I love that you're fierce and you're a warrior and you're a militant mommy and you're not going to give in to f- victory is your only option. That's what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to submit to, to, um, the darkness, the overwhelm, the, the oppression. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking every morning I woke up, I had a choice to live under the cloud of oppression or to live, to, to live with, um, that true faith that, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. And if I have to say it 10 times and get the tattoo, <laughs> I will do it. Darn it. <laughs> yep. No, girl. And and it's so funny that you say that because the girls and I, during our morning time together, we were talking about that very thing about, you know, it's when we are processing our disappointment, our discouragement, our negativity, whatever it is, you know, all the moms in the whole world right now, or, or dads, whoever's, you know, hanging out and staying home with the kids, everyone's really presented with two choices. It's either make a life at home that is filled with joy and memory making and friendship building and relationship building and strengthening the, our core, which is, you know, our family time, or we can choose darkness. I mean, it's really, to me, it's, these are harder things to walk out every day, but I, it's really a simple thing to me, at least in my heart is it's like, I, like you said, we, we wake up and we have two choices and I just know that the choosing the dark path makes you feel horrible. I mean, any of us who have, who have spent enough time wallowing or feeling sad or down, I mean, you just know, you don't want to stay there forever. You're like, I have to find a way out of this pit. Yeah. Because it just leaves you feeling terrible. And and I, I think the power of choice, I mean, we all, no one's going to, you know, pin us down and make us do anything. It really is a choice. And even Jesus gives us that choice. We have to choose to choose what seeds we're going to sow in our garden and therefore what we're going to reap. And we're all left with those choices. I mean, everyone around the globe right now is facing those same choices every day. I love that. I love that because that puts the power in our hands and we're not victims. It's back to, we are not victims. What are we doing with what seeds are we planting? I love that. It's so, so, so true that whatever's in our hands in our hearts and our mouth and our mind, those are the seeds we're probably going to plant because out of the, out of the mouth, out of the, uh, the words that we speak come out of our heart. I can't think of yes. the right now, but so, so, so true. Now, something that I keep, I keep hearing people reassure mamas, increase screen time is okay. Increase screen time is okay. Increase screen time. I see it all over social media. How, as a mama mm-hmm. living in, in the trenches during this time, how, how would you see that statement? How, how are you relating to that statement personally? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, this is one of those, those topics, especially in the current day and age that we live in with so many um, resources coming through our screens, you know, our iPads and our computers and our laptops and our TVs. For our family, it's always been a balance. I think that, you know, legalism is never, it stifles everybody, but also too much freedom hinders creativity, I think, in kids. Um and so for us, it's a balance, you know, we're really trying to stick to our routine during the week um, that we don't, we really try not to have the TV on um, until some sort of quiet time later in the day where the kids get to do an educational app or they um, pick a movie to watch together during their quiet time or something like that. Um, I, I think, honestly, I think this time allowing our kids, even if they're showing signs of being bored 
of, you know, please just let me use the iPad for another hour. I think it's almost like we're doing them a disservice if we give them too much screen time. And I know there's a lot of science to back all of this up. Um, and I don't have all of those quotes right in front of me, but I think we definitely need to guard that. Um, it's one of those decisions as a mom where you have to decide how do I want my child to utilize their days? And even as adults, we find ourselves right. Having to draw boundary lines with our screen time because you can just live on social media or live on the news apps or whatever it is that you're into online. And you, you almost forget how to do life without devices. Mm. And I, I think one of the things I have loved most about my girls is watching them get so creative with paper, with craft supplies, with um, sticks and rocks and making little, you know, miniature fairy gardens in mason jars. And I, I don't know, just because they were limited on, you know, not having too much screen time or, hey, you can do your abcmouse.com, but you've got 45 minutes and then I want you to turn it off, you know, and those kinds of things. So I think... I think that there are times during this quarantining where, you know, you're what you're having a little house on the prairie movie marathon or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so you're enjoying that time as a family because everyone's stuck inside, but I don't know. I think, I think it's something to be, to, to not waste too much time. I think, um, being in front of screens and being entertained and let your kids get creative. If you're going to use screens, try to make it, you know, useful and educational and watch a documentary, learn something new. I don't know. That's a tough one. Well, I, I hear the spirit of what you're saying and I totally agree. I love it. It's um, we never want to bring legalism into people's lives because it, it just, it just doesn't bear good fruit. And at the same time, mm -hmm. um, what, you said something that I, I, I love. You said too much freedom hinders creativity. Mm -hmm. And I am, and I told, oh my gosh, that's, that was like mind blowing to me, even though it, it's just confirming because boundaries um, are much better for creatives to have boundaries of what they're able to, I, I feel like I'm talking in circles, but <clears throat> mm -hmm. I, I remember like if, if my boys were, were sort of like, you know, if, if, okay, time's up, you've had your, you know, your two hours or your hour, whatever. Uh, and they kind of bristle, but then they shift into that, that creative, fun, imaginary play, whether they were building forts and arsenals in the pine tree across the street, or it just, it, it just blows my mind what they come up with, like you said. So I, mm -hmm. I think that's so, so true. It's actually um, kind of abusive to, to, to just let them continually just sit there and plug in and plug in. And mm -hmm. the same, the same that you said, let's say it's a day because you had also talked about, gosh, when you're disoriented and everything just doesn't feel good that day, let's switch it up. If you're going to switch it up into, you know, a pouring rain, crazy day, everyone's tired and it's going to be uh, screen time, maybe not SpongeBob, maybe something more like plant, <laughs> planet earth or <laughs> Yes. Kids shows are so ridiculously bad worldview. Yes. I, I mean, it's just like, I don't know if moms ever listen to the dialogue in the, but it's like, who wrote this dialogue? And it's turning my child into SpongeBob. And so yes. I'm like, gosh, you know, if your kids are a little older, the John Adams seven part series is phenomenal. Anything Ken Burns put together um, documentary wise, a lot of PBS stuff. 
Um, the new one that, that we've been enjoying as family is um, The Chosen, the new Bible one that, that is so not religious and so freeing and so beautiful. So I totally agree. Anyway, we could go on about that all day. but No, but I and I love what you're saying about, you know, that comment about creativity. I, I think it's like all of the content available to us these days, even in terms of, of sometimes I think about this with food um, and all the convenience foods. It's almost a tragedy that so many have not had the experience of being in a kitchen and creating a meal, you know, either by themselves or with their family. It's like they, they've, we've spent so much energy just consuming, 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 you know, Netflix and, and apps and, and microwave food that we've lost our ability to create, which is, I really believe every human being on the planet there's creativity in all of us, not just people that are artistic or quote creative or fall into that right brained category, but we're all creative. I mean, we all have this amazing ability to create something out of nothing. I mean, if you think about the most amazing um, ideas and products that have been invented by people, you're like, someone was just sitting on their couch and they thought, what if, you know, and then they made this product or whatever. And it's like, if we spend so much time allowing our kids to just consume, consume, consume everyone else's creativity, they just, I feel like they miss out on, on developing that part of their person. And so, I mean, for me, that is one of the biggest motivators is I just get so excited about who are these little people in my house? Who are they? Like, I feel like I'm still, you know, and we'll be getting to know my kids their whole life, but when they're busy creating something from nothing, I'm just constantly amazed at the things they come up with because they had a chance to be bored. You know, they, they had time to be creative Mm -hmm. and that's a motivator for me to turn off the TV because, um, I think sometimes it just makes our brains smaller. I don't know if there's even science that maybe it does make our brains smaller. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there is. I'm sure I have it in one of my millions of books. <laughs> you know, so that that is definitely a motivator, motivator for me. And honestly, you know what? It's like, even with COVID quarantine, at the end of the day, again, it comes down to that choice, mom. It's like, what do we want for our kids? It's so much easier to turn on the TV and push play. But if... But like you said, it it really can borderline on that. I'm really doing my child a disservice because I just don't want to make a choice to put together a basket of fun things for them to reach for and do. You know what I mean? I just don't want to put in the work. Mm-hmm. And all really, really good things come with some kind of uphill battle. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. But you know what I mean? I think really good oh, things come. <laughs> they, 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 you have to walk uphill. It's like the most amazing things on earth are the things that we really invest in labor for. And, you know, our kids are definitely, and their activities are one of those things for sure. Oh, I love this. That's so true uphill. It's so funny. I live (laughs) on like a really steep street and people, it's probably one of the most popular walking streets because people know they need that incline and, and they'll just go up and down, they'll jog it and run it and sprint it. And, and, you know, they're just sweating and it's hard and it hurts, but it's so good. (laughs) Mm, totally. <laughs> I love you. Oh, <laughs> it is such a pleasure to have you um, share. I could talk to you all day and just hear your heart. Would there be anything um, just wrapping up that, you know, you feel like you, you still have unsaid that you really want to uh, finish anything that. Gosh, you know, I mean, honestly, I, one of my favorite 
this one of my favorite words that I wrote down a long time ago is the word burnish. It's not a very popular word, but it means to polish. And I was, I've been thinking about this so much lately because, you know, in order to polish something, you have to apply pressure. You have to, um, you know, you have to, you have to use force in order to polish it and make it shiny. And I have personally been feeling the pressure to change the plan, to reevaluate all those things in terms of my home life. And I've really been personally just asking the Lord to polish me during this time. And, mm. and I, there's so many ways that we can all respond to pressure, you know, when we're feeling hard pressed on every side or stressed or mm. fear, processing fear, anxiety, all of the things. But I really feel like, you know, this can be a time for all of us to be polished in so many things about adversity build, um, so many strengthening qualities in us and in our kids. And, you know, even the processing disappointment, allowing our kids to struggle through those things and trust that their character is being built. And, you know, we're, we're helping to prepare them for the real world and, you know, for disappointments and hardships and, you know, to not abort that process. And I, I just know personally, I'm just really seeking the Lord and going, Lord, how do you, how do you want me to use this time personally? How do you want our family to use this time? Not to focus on restriction, you know, and not being able to do X, Y, and Z, but what, what can we do to expand our lives, to grow so that when we all kind of emerge out of our caves, um, we're just ready for whatever God has for our family next. And so you know, not even so much focusing on all the quote things that we could do, but how can I build up my whole child? How can I grow our friendship? How can I um, cultivate a stronger bond between my husband and I, um, between us as a family? I don't know, just really trying to, to take big picture things um, because we're getting so much time together and just really asking God to polish me and, um, I don't know if I could sum it up. I'm just trying to see, trying to see the silver lining and everything and not, not waste this precious gift. Like you were saying, just this, really this gift that we've been giving this, this holy pause um, and just trying to use it, trying to use it to the best of my ability. So I love that. And I, I know each of us, we have our weaknesses and our frailties, but in the, in the middle of it, that is my prayer to Lord, whatever you're trying to do. I don't want to go. I don't want to go, go past this point, look back and go, darn, why didn't I, I should have, I, and I don't want you mommies out there who are listening to do the same. I, I want you to seize this moment um, and absolutely mine the gold in it. I so agree. So agree, mm -hmm. Melissa. And you know, on a, I, I know that you're human, even though for me, you walk on water. I think you're, Oh my gosh. No. I just love you so, but when you really just have a day that just tanks, you know, I, mm -hmm. I mean, really, you just feel like a failure. You, everything is a mess. Dinner wasn't made. You worked all day to get nothing done. The kids, you don't even recognize them. <laughs> They're not yours. <laughs> totally. How do you, how do you cope? Like what, what do you do? How do you, what's your response? Oh. Man, honestly, I the first word that comes to me again is that word courage. I, I have to read this quote because I wrote it down here. It was so good. It was part of that podcast notes that I listened to. But it says, courage is not always a roar. Sometimes it is the quiet voice at the end of the day saying, I will try again tomorrow. And I think at the end of the day, none of us are perfect. We are all far from perfect. And I know my own heart more than anybody else does. And I agree with you that 
sometimes it's honestly just about thanking God that tomorrow is a new day and that I have another chance to try again. I think it's so easy to fall into despair when everyone is just feeling off and feeling just the pressure of feeling like you failed for the day or your kids were yelling or your kids were fighting all day. Whatever it is, I think, hold on to hope, hold on to the sunrise that will come in the morning. And for me, really, I just am grateful that I get a reset. I think a reset gives me a chance to start again. And again, it's that whole thing about choice. It's letting, letting go of yesterday and trusting that, you know, Lord, help me to learn the lesson and whatever happened yesterday and help me to apply it to today. But I think they're just, the only choice we have is to press on and to press forward. And I'm thankful that my family, even right now with um, emotions running high, that we're all trying to have grace for each other, Mm. not trying to take things personally um, or trying hard not to, you know, when there's so many other things maybe possibly festering underneath the surface, but just being quick to forgive and being quick to reconcile and just having grace. These are strange times and unusual circumstances. Mm. And so I'm trying to have grace for myself as a mom, you know, the, even this week, just practically just to give us uh, just a quick story that our typical routine for two days, I, I woke up and just shared with my girls. I was like, guys, this feels so dry. This feels like there's not life in what I planned. And so we completely shifted gears and we went and got our giant tub of Legos out. And we spread them all over the floor and I let the girls just have free play with Legos like the majority of the day. And I read aloud and that's what I needed. And I needed to give myself the permission to do that because I was processing my own feelings. And so I think having the courage to change the plan and to discern the moment and give yourself just grace to not have to have it all figured out, to not have to have a perfect execution, to put cheese and crackers and fruit on a platter for dinner, <laughs> yep. you know, and that just try not to be Martha Stewart, but just to love your family and get healthy Retreat into your bedroom and get alone with Jesus if that's what you need to do. Take a hot bath. Um, go sit in the car and listen to some music or read your favorite book or whatever it takes to get healthy and and then try again. Oh, I love it. I love it. There's so much good in um, what you're saying. And, oh, I just know that whoever's listening is feeling encouraged and strengthened and set free and and uh, hopeful and Oh, Melissa, thank you so much, sweetheart. It's such a oh, thank you for for dialoguing with with me. This is just this is a crazy time for us all that we're never gonna forget for sure. Oh, I just can't wait to see the fruit of all that we're that's taking place right now in our lives. I just know it's good. Mm-hmm. I just know we haven't even seen yet, but it's we just got a glimpse. But it's it's good. Thank you so much, sweetheart, and thank you for listening. Whoever's out there today. Oh, I'd love to hear from you. Um, visit me at denisemira.com. Shoot me an email. Tell me what you're dealing with. I'd love to help. I'd love to answer your question, questions in a podcast form um, and just give you some, some input. Whatever I've got to give, I'd love to give. God bless you. And I just want to encourage us all to pray for our nation and the nations of the earth and our leaders and um, just everything during this time. I just know God's at work. God bless you. Make it a wonderful week. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.